Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports yeah. Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Shit. Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Monday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, uh, and we must open up uh, with, uh, I want to... Uh, a word tip. of prayer. Yeah, well, listen, oh, the, oh, oh, a tip, of, uh, tip of a cap to, uh, to you guys, uh, LeVar Arrington and Brady Quinn. Um, I didn't see it. Maybe I had blinders on. Uh, I uh, just couldn't wrap my mind around the idea of the 49ers actually being a real threat on the road against the number one seed in the NFC uh, and the team that's been the best team in football uh, seemingly all season long. Uh, and you guys were, were right. I stand corrected. Apparently the 49ers are a threat. And, uh, and what we saw on Saturday night was high drama entertaining as hell in the elements. Uh, I thought it was fantastic football to get to watch. Low scoring, I don't care. That was old school, fantastic football to get to watch. And what Kyle Shanahan and that offense did and put on display, that was a lot of fun. Lot I of loved fun. it. Just the I, only I, way I thought you can... Even go, the elements, go. too, right? Like, they yeah. made it kind of special yes. with the snow yeah. and the temperature, everything else. Like, it, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, listen, when you, when you talk about a game – of of this magnitude and this caliber, Kyle Shanahan knew one thing, and and that one thing that he needed to execute was making sure that you limited Aaron Rodgers in his opportunities, and to win up front against them when he was on the field, and it, it wasn't pretty, but it was. Like, it, it was ugly, but yet pretty all at the same time because the way they matched up and the way they game-planned, I mean, that 49ers coaching staff is in a game-planning zone. It, it, I mean, it was just a perfectly executed game plan to win the game. That That's ensuring that you have an opportunity to win the game. That isn't just winning the game. That's ensuring that you're giving your team the best opportunity to win the game. You know, the thing I love about him, and it, it, it's always something that's overlooked, and we've talked about this before, like it's harder for the people listening at home, it is harder to be able to diagram and draw up and practice and execute in a game a run play because you've got to have so many of those pieces and parts working together in order to be able to execute. And so – you know, when, you, when you've got a guy who's putting up a bunch of stats as a play caller, who's a coordinator, that's, that's a little more, I, I guess, relying on who's your quarterback, who's the guy he's throwing to, you know, maybe some other things with your offensive line. But, you know, as, as you can see, there's times, for example, watching last night's game with Patrick Mahomes and the way he moves around and scrambles around, you don't even always have to have the best protection sometimes. <laughs> and you could still have a quarterback and a wide receiver to just make a play. But when you have an offense that can run the football the way the 49ers can, 
it is lethal because it doesn't matter who you are, where you play, uh, what, what you're going up against on the, on the other side of the field. They find ways of getting production and controlling the game. Th- that's what this 49ers team is. They're control freaks. And when they control the game, they, they're going to win. More often than not, they're going to win. And what I love is the creativity of Kyle Shanahan. It's one of the reasons why I keep trying to tell people, look, man, he's one of the best play callers in the league. You remember earlier this season, what were they, four and five at one point? Yeah. People were calling for his job. Go back and watch the tape. Look at the stuff he does. Look at the fact on a, you know, (laughs) at one point in the game, He's got maybe the best left tackle in the league in Trent Williams. And he's using Off the him ball. differently. He's yes. motioning him. And, and here's the logic behind this, all right? Let me set up the play. He's off the ball as a tight end. He motions across the formation to help ben, then help basically lead block, which turned Obliterates. into him cleaning up the front side, <laughs> then climbing to the second Obliterated level. Him. But this is the brilliance of, that, of using him in that spot where he did. Much like you'd use Debo Samuel at wide receiver, at running back, in different ways to help get your best player the football, right? He's using his, one of his best players in a different way. Yeah. And, and he's doing it in a manner where you don't need him on the backside of that play at left tackle. It's an outside zone runaway. That you could put in a backup and have him still be able to cut off the backside and do a good enough job. What you need is to be able to make sure that no one penetrates the front side. And so you have Trent Williams then motioning all big 320 pounds of him Crazy. to then clean it up and climb the second level, and there you see the gain. It's those sorts of things that you don't see every team in the NFL doing every week. It's just unique, it's different, and it's a reason why when it becomes crunch time, he finds a way of putting the ball in Debo Samuel's hands. He finds a way of making sure George Kittle runs a route concept that's going to get him isolated one-on-one, and he's going to have leverage, and he gets open for a big play. Like, that's what this team is built upon, and, and it comes from Kyle Shanahan, and it comes from Mike McDaniel, and it comes from the, this, this coaching staff, and I don't think anyone's given enough credit right now. And it makes, it makes guys want to do it even more. When you're on a team like that, when you have a coach that's as creative as that, it keeps things interesting because – Man, football can get monotonous, bro. You do the same exact stuff every week, week in and week out, practices, week in and week out. It's the same stuff. I see, if I'm in practice and I see them using Trent like that in practice, I'm like, dog, look at what they're doing now. <laughs> look at what they're doing. Are you serious? Like, uh, to me, it just creates such an excitement with the players. And, and the most important part of it is it creates a belief. Like, it's one thing to, to dial up these plays. But, Bray, you and I know you can have somebody who is brilliant in their play calling and the execution of it just doesn't happen. It's, it's always got to be the players that make it work. And this San Francisco team is making these plays work. And and to me, that's – they are as dangerous a team in the playoffs right now as, as any, if if you ask me. And, and the way their defensive front uh, has been playing, um, 
Arm, uh, Eric, Eric Armstead Armstead, has been, I mean, he's, he's playing on a whole nother level. He's playing out of his mind. Bosa was awesome too. I mean, I mean, Bosa, again, I go, it goes without saying that if if Bosa is able to go, he's going to do well. And I was concerned if he would be effective coming off of getting hit in the head the way that he did his neck maybe, but as long as that defensive front can do what they do and they have linebackers that can actually do what they do, like, it just – I think they were – they might – I don't know because cause the Rams look mighty dominant too. Okay. I, I, let, I don't let, know. Let's, let, let's go that direction because I want to ask Jonas this question. Who's, who's feeling more pressure right now, the 49ers or the Rams? All the Rams. Not even close. Because, because the 49ers are kind of playing with house money right now, Yeah, right? 100%. Nobody, I mean, th- nobody thought they were going to be Nobody here. thought they'd be they, right they weren't. They yeah. weren't in the playoffs. A, a month ago, they had to win to actually get in the playoffs. And who'd they beat in the final game of the season? Uh, they beat the Rams. Like they, they had to win. Yeah. yeah. And, and and look for all this conversation. And they can beat the Rams. That's the thing about it. Yeah, they won yeah, six, they six straight. They six can straight times. Beat the Rams. Yeah. yeah. So I can't. They have. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes. I just. I, yes. I, well. Yeah. I, I mean, I look at it and I go, "You can." Football's got all different varieties, but it seems like everything's a pass happy league, pass happy league, and then they roll out that. And and Brady was telling me, like, like you don't you don't understand the Trent Williams play design, what he's doing, because. You guys get it. You guys played. You understand the X's and O's. Brady, you, you watch this tape. You go over this stuff. You've been around it for years and years. But I don't think that people actually have an understanding or a grasp as to what Kyle Shanahan does. I remember David Anderson, uh, former NFL wide receiver, he played with, under Shanahan in Washington. And I remember asking him one time, so what, what, like, what does Shanahan do? He goes, I don't know. He goes, there's just times where all of a sudden I'm wide open and nobody's around. And I'm like, how'd that happen? It's just, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't get it. He's like, there's nobody around me. And I'm looking around going, what? It's like a magic trick. And I don't think that people understand because everybody gets so fixated on, well, Jimmy Garoppolo and they need to upgrade at quarterback and they need to do this. Whatever they're doing, whether it's in spite of Garoppolo, this team's a game away from going to the Super Bowl, and nobody was saying that a month ago when they when it was a long shot that they were even going to make the playoffs. Do you remember the movie Finding Bobby Fisher? Absolutely. Remember that yes. movie? Yep. Yeah. Chess game. I mean, that's Just who Kyle game. Shanahan is, right? Like, he, he grew up a coach's son. He grew up in it drawing cards and, and, and looking at it from the defensive standpoint of, hey, you get this personnel, this formation, this movement, this shift. How are they going to adjust? Where are they going to be? How are they going to play this? So he knows how to anticipate every single move of the teams he's going up against. And I, I, I don't even know if this is – because eventually, like, it, you know, it can't keep going on this stretch where Shanahan keeps beating up on McVay. Like, it, it can't keep going on this path. Eventually, it's going to revert to the mean. And I do feel like the Rams, who've got a bunch of guys – you know, I, I had a buddy tell me that they – I think they're a bunch of front runners when things are going well. They step up to the plate. They step up to the challenge. Okay, if you want to call them that, so be it. But they're talented, and they're going to win a lot of one-on-one matchups. And it's really for Kyle Shanahan to not put his team in a position where they have to deal with a lot of those one-on-one matchups with an Aaron Donald or a Jalen Ramsey or uh, Von Miller, who's playing out of his mind lately, um, or any other player you want to put in that position. But the point I'm, I'm trying to make is it's, it, this has been building up for years. Like, he's that brilliant kid who turned into this coach now that 
I think does as good of a job as anyone in the league, even though he doesn't get as much credit for it because it doesn't come with the razzle-dazzle of a Patrick Mahomes or the jaw-dropping throws of Josh Allen. It comes in the form of a wide receiver playing running back, <laughs> right? Or, I love it, or, or a left tackle playing tight end <laughs> off the ball. It, it comes with a fullback leading up and obliterating a safety. Like It, it comes in a different form, but it's still brilliant, and it's, it's still like that finding Bobby Fischer of – he has been groomed for this moment for such a long period of time. Uh, I, I, do, I do wonder if eventually, though, eventually McVay gets the best of him, and, and this maybe is that moment coming up this weekend. It definitely makes sense to think that this could be it because the way that defense is playing for the Rams is scary. Well, First it's, it's, pre- it's pretty scary the, the way that they're playing, man. I mean, just, just up front, I mean, Aaron Donald alone, and you got to keep in mind this time last year, the, the only reason why Aaron Donald wasn't going or the, the Rams weren't going into the next round of the playoffs is because his ribs, the yeah. rib injury. Yep. You know, they're, they are, they're stacked on defense. And I, I, needless to say, and I think that they're confident on offense. I mean, this is going to be this is going to be another amazing weekend of football because I'll tell you what that is going to be one hell of a game yep. to watch regardless of what the previous prior records have been that game is going to be a slugfest and, and the other one's going to be a slugfest as well I mean they got it right the football gods are up there working man they're sitting there laughing and, and joking and hollering getting their popcorn ready because they got this one right man this is as good a slate of games as you're going to see yeah it's going to be a lot of fun two pros and a cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right, so coming up next, uh, we have got ourselves some drama in the NFL, and we've got some agendas from people covering the NFL. We'll get into all that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up later on this hour, we are going to have another edition of the FSR IR, and I know somebody in particular is going to have uh, some uh, damage to report from this weekend. Uh, I've already uh, been given a little bit of a sneak peek as to what uh, the weekend was like for somebody on this crew, so uh, we will oh, wow. get into that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rough ride on a Saturday. We have got some good stuff there coming up later Didn't on. Didn't they used to sell those? Oh, what's that? The, Rough uh, Riders? Uh, yeah, what, what was it? Like, uh, like an energy drink or something? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What the hell do I know? Um, all right. Um, if you knew, you'd be laughing. I, I just, yeah, right. I know. just use the context clues when, when in doubt. Right, well, a quick little Google search. Uh, right. We'll see how it works. Um, all right. So um, the, uh, the Green Bay Packers, we talked about the 49er side of things. But, um, you know, the interesting story that's going to linger on for quite some time, you know, is the, uh, the situation with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers who, uh, fall to the 49ers on Saturday night. Um, we could talk about the, the future and all that. Um, I, I just want to say this. Some of the stuff I saw being thrown out there after they lost about Aaron Rodgers is, is just is some of the more pathetic reporting and coverage 
of an NFL player I've seen in a long time. Because people went into this game not liking Aaron Rodgers for whatever his beliefs are, whatever his opinion was. You're not giving right. them an interview, but giving Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk the interview instead. And so and so those guys have gotten pushback and heat and flack because of, well, you're not uh, asking him the tough questions and you're not doing – Bottom line is this. The Packers lost that game on Saturday night because their special teams unit had maybe a historically bad performance in a big-time game, maybe the worst in the history of the NFL in what happened in that game. When points are at a premium in those conditions and your special teams unit is directly responsible for negative 10 blocked field goal, a blocked punt that returned for a touchdown, and even worse – on the Robbie Gold game winner, you only have 10 guys on the field. The idea that that loss is on Aaron Rodgers, I don't buy it for a second. The offense, it wasn't great. He wasn't great, but they did enough to win that game. That's 100% on the special teams. And anybody attacking or going after Aaron Rodgers is somebody who's already got a built-in agenda. And some of the coverage I saw over on Saturday and throughout the course of the weekend with the bad jokes and the immunization, it's pathetic. It's losers who cover oh, sports wow. who bring in their own personal agendas when it comes to stuff hey, like this. From his camp called you yesterday. Uh, well, let's or, or did I get you? No, no, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Throw me, throw me a twenty. Spot. No. There, there's a lot of truth. No, 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 there's no, a lot no. of truth to this. And, and here's the thing that I think enraged people is an article that came out where Aaron Rodgers spoke his mind about political issues, right? Which tend to be polarizing in this country. And, and here's the thing that kind of bothered me about it is from going through this where people ask you to do things or people ask to interview you, you don't always know when this stuff's going to come out. You know, I don't know how many interviews I've ever done in my life where I've, I've you know, actually asked the I question that. or been concerned, <laughs> when is this coming out? Right. Because, because the truth is, if you're, if you're looking at it from the perspective of the, the reporter article that came out where he's discussing some of his political stuff, if you're looking at it from their standpoint, when does it make the most sense to run that article? Right. You're going to do it the day before the game. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. if they get eliminated like they did, no one cares what Aaron Rodgers thinks in the offseason. It's not going to play as much buzz to it. And so people are hammering him for doing what every media member always asks for. They want more access. They want to know about the person, the player, all the stuff. He's given everyone that this year. He does a weekly with Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk. He's, he came into training camp and everything else a completely open book to the point that probably made the Packers uncomfortable. And now he's shedding a light on some of his own personal beliefs or political beliefs. And there's a bunch of people who can't just be like, well, that's what he believes. Maybe I don't believe that, but that's okay. People are entitled to have their own opinion. And if I disagree, so be it. But to sit there and say this was calculated in any way, which it wasn't. I mean, he did an interview and then this guy runs it at the point in time, which you would run that article to get the most clicks, to get the most traction, to go viral, to be trending on Twitter. And that's exactly what it did. So I'm just tired of like people seeming so divisive in this country when like that's not what the point was. He was just speaking his point of view in his mind and sharing what he believes. You, don't, you, you could disagree with him, but you don't have to hate the guy for it or you don't have to be an a-hole about it just because you feel a different way or you believe something different. Like, like, why has it come to this point in this country where you can't respect a guy for what he does off the field but then respectfully disagree with maybe something he believes off the field? 
Like, wh- why is this country this way right now? People are gullible, man. People are gullible and people are herded. Um, our our social media algorithms have 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 spoken. I mean, it's it's about toxicity, and people don't want <clears throat> people don't want to be positive more than they want to be, you know, hateful and 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 just disgusting with with how they handle things and it gets younger and younger you have adults doing it and now you have kids doing it and it's just it's a horrible it's a horrific pattern of how to to approach doing things but you know for for Aaron Rodgers and his greatness as a player you know people can question it you know did they not get enough out of him for the amount of talent that that he has he's he's had it, it has it been a waste of a career there there are going to be so many people that have something to say about his career as a player and i always say and i always subscribe nothing is is really really off limits as it applies to your performances as a player because that's just what it is uh, it, there's the trinity you you got the fans you have the teams and you have the media they all have to exist in order for it to work the way that it works you have to have these moments where there's polarizing, you know, figures and there there's provocative content. It it has to it just has to be that. But there's also the idea of understanding that there is a line that has to be drawn between what a personal situation is with with one of these athletes and with someone versus it being professional. And I think that that's where the line is getting blurred a lot. And, and again, <clears throat> I always say. I got so deep in, and wrapped into media, every aspect of it. I've written for the Washington Post. I've blogged for the Washington Post. I've done television. I've done radio. I wanted to understand every facet of of media because of the way things have, have been handled, things have played out in the media. You you know, for me, I wanted to understand why. Why do why do things happen this way? Why do people take these these angles? And you start to learn a lot about it once you're once you're behind the scenes of it. You start to learn a lot about why people do what they do and how they do it. But with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers has created this persona and this 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 feel that people just you know either they like him. Or or they hate them. There, I don't think there's an in between with Aaron Rodgers. It's funny how we, like people pick and choose like when when like how important a win is. You know, if Jimmy Garoppolo's got a great playoff record, well, you know, it's, it's a wins are a team sport. You know, that's a team category. You know, you can't really credit those to Jimmy Garoppolo. But if Aaron Rodgers is seven and nine in the postseason, why doesn't Rodgers do more? I mean, like, what are we, tra- yeah, what but are if we talking Fran, about? But here? hold on now. But if San Fran loses, they will blame it on Jimmy Garoppolo. 100. Uh, yeah, that, all that is fair. But the idea that that well, you didn't get enough out of Rodgers, and people have thrown that out there. Look, if you're going to compare every quarterback success to what Tom Brady has done, good luck with that. All right, like he he is so far set a bar that's unrealistic for any other quarterback to match or even compete with. Just you you watch the game on Saturday night. Nobody's saying that Rodgers had a great game. Nobody's saying that the offense was great. Look, the defense did their job. Uh, the offense, uh, the, the special teams unit was awful. They put up enough points to win that game. I, I'm sorry. I know it wasn't pretty. I know they put up enough points to win that game. Their special teams 
was historically bad. Like, it was a, a meltdown that even Matt LaFleur talked about. He was concerned. Hey, this could be a little bit of an issue. And and here we are afterwards, and it seemed like people wanted to focus less on the disaster that was one unit and focus everything on Aaron Rodgers and whether or not he used immunized instead of uh, not vaccinated. It just, the whole, the whole thing is comical based on some of the stuff that I saw floated out there. I just don't get it. I, I, I thought the other thing that obviously came out from the aftermath of this game was, you know, everyone's going to play that in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers 0-4 against the 49ers, and everyone's going to play that draft day clip of what he said in regards <laughs> to, you know, the 49ers are going to regret it, which this is what they I'd have. say to the 49ers fans <laughs> they have. Who, have. Who, who, are, who are trying to make that case is, you would trade everything for Aaron Rodgers <laughs> right now, you today. clowns. Yeah, you clowns. You would do everything you could <laughs> to have him as your quarterback. And it almost happened before this past season. So you can joke and make fun of what he said. The reality is, has there been a quarterback that's even sniffed close to what Aaron Rodgers has done individually? Have, 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 I'm trying to check. Have you guys won a Super Bowl? Since Aaron Rodgers no, has been in the NFL? No. Okay. J- just making sure. Rodgers has done that. Rodgers has been a multiple time. He's about to be back-to-back MVP. You would take him in a heartbeat, okay? And you'd probably throw away your smartphone or your stupid apps over there in Silicon Valley just to have him, okay? That, that's, how, that's how big of a difference he would make on that roster. So they can make fun of it all they want. The reality is you'd do pretty much anything just to be able to get him on your roster as quarterback for the end of his career, the next four or five years, whatever it is. Uh, Here's uh, this was Aaron Rodgers post game uh, talking with the media about uh, the responsibility he takes in the loss. But how much responsibility do you personally feel for your season being over with the way you played? Yeah, a lot. I mean, I I didn't have a great night tonight. I did a good job of kind of getting me off the spot, you know, a better job of taking away some of the quick game that we got going the last time we played him. And, you know, I just missed a couple of reads, probably should have taken a couple of whole shot chances at certain times. You know, when they blocked it, this is what I thought was funny. So the 49ers block the kick uh, going into halftime. The Packers are up 7 nothing, And they're running down to the end zone to celebrate blocking the kick. And I'm looking at it going, man, that's a confident team. They don't have any points on the board. Like, they're literally getting shut out, and they blocked the kick. Yeah. And, it, like, you, you would have no – changed the momentum it, of the game. It did. You would have no like, – I just looked at it and go, wow, the, pretty, pretty confident group there. And then they come out in the second half and just stayed with it and stayed with it and ended up winning that game. It was uh, – that was a fun damn game to watch, man. I was into it. Very into it. I do think it does beg the question, though – now that we're here, and what he said post game, which I don't know if we have the sound for that too. We do, but it's it's worth discussing because it led me, and this is what I said to you guys back when the season was going good, and you know, it, look, everyone is gonna talk nice and act nice and be nice when you're winning. Winning cures everything. That doesn't then change the fact of now they've got a bunch of decisions to make as an organization. They're, what, $44 million over the cap next season. And that doesn't include what they would do with Devontae Adams. So whether he's franchise tagged or signed to a long-term contract, that would even make it a higher number. So there's going to be a lot of tough decisions they have to make as an organization. Rodgers is well aware of that. And I think that's why he brought that up, is he's stating very clear and obvious that 
he doesn't want to come back if they're going to try to make him a part of a rebuild. I mean, Tom Brady may have not come out and said that after their loss, but I assure you, if you had Bruce Arians and Jason Light come up and say, hey, we're going to break this whole thing back down and, and build back up, we're going to go into a rebuild, he'd be like, yeah, I think I'm done. I mean, he's not coming back for that either. He's like, no, you knew my intentions when I got here. We got one Super Bowl. Let's go try to get one more before I call it quits. It's no different for Aaron Rodgers. And so he's being very forward and frank about it, saying, look, this is what the organization has in front of them. I I know that's out there for them, but they've got to figure out a way of making this work if we want to try to have a shot at making another, another, I should say, another Super Bowl run. But it's been so long since they won one. Like the, the hard part, I think, for Aaron Rodgers and, and having that conversation with Mark Murphy and Brian Gutenkunst is like, they might have some questions of saying, well, we haven't gotten to a Super Bowl, right, in a long time. And so, you know, we're looking at you thinking we got to make this decision at some point when to move on. Maybe this is that point in time where we go our separate ways. Um, and so there's a lot, uh, there's a lot that's going to be going on in Green Bay this offseason, in my it, opinion. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio, and we will hear from uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, later on in the show because uh, just um, some interesting comments he had uh, post game. Uh, it's uh, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Coming up next here, uh, we are going to have another edition of the FSR IR. I've already gotten a sneak peek as to what uh, somebody is going to relay on the air to all of you. Uh, this is a doozy, a doozy of a weekend for one member of the show. We'll get into that for you here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio lavar errington brady quinn jonas knox with you here on fsr uh we are going to have another edition of uh, the fsr ir coming up in just a moment uh top of next hour about 15 minutes from now uh we are going to have uh, a discussion about the future of the nfl looks pretty good uh, for a couple of franchises uh in uh, in the nfl we'll get to that here i just wanted to mention uh how pathetic uh, the Chicago Bears are as, as an organization. <laughs> I just, wow. just, just a quick little note what? here. Um, they're celebrating Robbie Gold. They're celebrating Robbie Gold kicking a game winner against the Packers, and he hasn't been on the team in five years. Get a grip, man. The organization stinks. You don't have a head coach. You don't have a GM. Uh, you're a disaster. You've been a disaster well, for a long time, and you got to dance on the Packers' grave when you're not even responsible for the killing. I mean, what's hell, what the hell is going on here? Uh, explain this to me again. Why is he not in Chicago? Wasn't it that they didn't want to pay him? Yeah, like Ryan Pace was like, nah, you know, we, we, you know, he's seen better days. we got to move on. And what was it you, were, you sent in the notes? He's never missed a kick, right, in the postseason, he's right? He's perfect in the postseason <laughs> in his career. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, but if you're Chicago, you don't have to worry about that because you never really yeah, go to the Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that, 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 that wouldn't be available to him. Yeah, yes, uh, that is Chicago. a good point. By the way, is Cooper Cup Amish? 
I'm just wondering. Like, I don't know. This I'm just, not touching that. I'm just saying. Like, I'm uh, you from know, PA. Racist. Okay. How's that racist? Look, look, look at his it facial is. hair. I mean, he looks like he's Oh, Amish. hit it again. Oh, just, hit it again, Berto. No, I'm saying racist. because he's going See? with – because I no. think of uh, Amish with no mustache and just the beard, and it looks like hit that's what again. he's working no, with. You, he again, thinks Berto. of Roy Munson. He racist. thinks of Kingpin. Yes. Thinks, you, you think of the movie. I, I get it. Yeah, I, get it. I mean, come on, man. Oh, I'm not trying geez. to attack anybody here. I, I see what he's doing. Uh, all right. Um, right. No <laughs> you got Munson, didn't We are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at Visit Las Vegas. Vegas.com. After your sports weekend, happens. So it's time to get the FSR IR report. All right, and away we go. Uh, anybody uh, <laughs> other than Lee DeLap have some damage they want to report, or do we want to go straight to the uh, to the dessert of this uh, of this straight, entree? Straight to Lee. All yeah, right, let's, let's, let's eat let, Let's go, Lee. First. Come on, let's go. Uh, Feed us. From what I remember, it was, uh, it was an <laughs> awful day. <laughs> Come on, Lee. Come on, Saturday. Let's hear it, Lee. Come on, what went down? Uh, got got myself a case of uh, case of Nick Lachey's, a yeah. pint of Ornitos. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it went down pretty quick, and I was getting texts from the whole family because you guys know my whole family's Niners fans. I'm the, I'm the black sheep of the group, so I was getting trolled all night long. And uh, yeah, it was bad, man. I think I passed out out by the fire pit late that late that night, and uh, woke up to a, a not so happy windy, girlfriend too. too yeah. It was, it was windy on. that night, wasn't it? Hold on, yeah, how did you pass he might have caught out? On fire. Like how you pass out matters. Like were you in a chair, fell asleep type thing, yeah. or are you like face down, pigeon toed, like just you look Chalk, you look like you like fell anyway. yeah. in, in a chair, head down. Yeah, oh, okay. that's not that bad. It's not that bad. Bad. He's a slumper. Yeah, he yeah, I, over. I, I know oh. people who do that, like on the reg. Like they just they get tired by the end of the night, have a few too many <laughs> drinks, and that's it. Usually, I pass out on the recliner. That's yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like that's what they're made for. So I, that's that's not that's that bad. not that bad of a story. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, okay, uh, Lee. I if have, you had one boot off. Face down, a little bit of tilt to the side just to yeah. make sure you can breathe well, it's, properly. It's, it's bad if you, if you pass out on the recliner and you have people over, though. That's going to. You, you, you guys think it's <laughs> normal behavior uh, for a guy in his 30s to pass out slumped over next to a fire pit? With a football helmet yeah. on, too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, but, oh, you missed the best part. You missed the best part because he sent me a picture. Lee, what were you wearing during the I was, Packers I was, game? I was wearing my Packers robe and uh, Packers helmet, yeah. Yeah, a plastic yeah. little what kid's Packers nah, helmet. <laughs> If you had Packers Wonderoos on, now that would be a little embarrassing, bro. But this is this is kind of similar to like one of those neck pillows you wear on planes. Like a helmet could kind of substitute for it, right? Like it gives you a little bit of better cushioning or protection, like as your head leans against something. It, it's right? very comfortable, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I see what you did there. I, I think the robe, the fire, the crackling, all that. You know, you were snuggled in watching a, a game being played in the snow. I, I think it'd be really relaxed. I could see myself falling asleep dead sober. Uh, okay, oh, Lee, Lee sent me a picture of him in his helmet around uh, some, well, I'm some of his friends. I'm glad he sent it to you and not well, the rest of us. Okay, uh, you know, he, but we know we know the little hit and deal y'all got all right, going so Bra- on. Brady, Brady gives me a hard time because he says I, I, have, I look like a serial killer. There's just there's nothing behind my eyes sometimes. Well, Lee, Lee DeLapp, Lee DeLapp in this picture. This is something else. Lee DeLapp in this picture <laughs> looked like he had been dead for 20 minutes. Like it was, <laughs> I swear to God, I, like he was gone. And I don't even know if you remember sending me the picture, Lee, but 
but you were getting after it. Uh, so, you know, I'm just glad to LeVar's point that you didn't uh, roll over into the fire pit because that yeah. seems like it's kind of dangerous. It was it was really windy it was, this weekend. <laughs> it was windy this weekend. Imagine if that wind had blown him into the fire. I know. <laughs> <Not good. laughs> that I mean, his... it was literally that windy. Oh, man. It was pretty windy. With his plastic uh, Packers helmet on. Uh, job I mean, well done. That would have that yeah. been good. Uh, anybody uh, got any other damage they want to report here on the yeah. show? Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I, I was I was walking, paying attention to the Niner game um, and, and Green Bay. And I was so busy. You ever, like, see a play get made and you start, like, you get the step and you start, like, bouncing around or, like, doing some weird junk, like, all to yourself? Yeah. Well, I started, I got all, like, like excited. And I got too close to the edge of the couch and and I I kicked a part of the couch. I guess there was like I guess where you connect the couches. I kicked the a metal part of it. Oh you, no! You ever you like it takes like literally like a minute for it to get to your brain. Like how bad it hurts. It's like <laughs> I know this is about to hurt. And it took like a minute for it to travel all the way up my body to my brain and say, yeah, here it is. Now, th- this is the pain you're going to feel. It was bad, man. Was it and, your and toe I'm, or was it your shin? It was my big toe. And oh. I'm still looking at it right now. Like, oh, I, I scuffed it pretty good. I scuffed it. And then not to mention the, 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 the taking care of it after. You know, my wife put the antiseptic on it and then the, the liquid Band-Aid and oh, all so that stuff. Oh, you got cut. So, you oh, yeah, I tore it up. Yeah, I tore it up. It, I took a chunk out. It, didn't you uh, – did, is that the same toe you stepped on the curb and busted it up? Didn't you step it's on a curb same, or something? It, let me look. Let me look. It's okay. a different toe. It's okay. A, it's the other big toe. <laughs> okay, I wanted – It's the other big toe. But, yeah, I kicked I kicked one of those parking um, cement blocks while I was on the phone. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Kicked it. Yeah. I mean, so if you want, I, my there, toes I, continue to get beat up. I know a doctor who could look at is uh, Dr. Rex Ryan can look after your toes oh, if you need no. uh, oh, any wow. help with that. I'm just saying. Well, if you need, I appreciate uh, any, that uh, referral. Care. That got yeah, kind of creepy. You. Yeah, just yeah, saying. Like, you. I just you know, want to let you know that we're we're here for you. So, I mean, uh, he'll look at him. I don't know if he's gonna. Do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll touch on him a little bit. Yeah, make sure you know the structure is good. Yeah, yeah, it's just nasty. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, it's uh, uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Hour three on a jam-packed Monday is next year on FSR. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 